It's a double feature this week on The Swearwolves as we discuss Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, and Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. the swearwolves i'm brett i'm david david hey brett how are you i'm doing really good how about yourself doing well i went to an amusement park today yeah are you gonna barf all over the place in the middle of this episode no i was fine the old man's the old man still got it of course (laughs) i didn't eat anything until afterwards i can't i couldn't do that yeah my me and my kids went to this amusement park uh not too far away from us it's called knobles it's looks like it should be pronounced nobles yeah but people around here pronounce the K because people around here are dumb. Is it like that Beastie Boys song? Uh, is that the Sound of Science? Where uh, I think it's Ad Rock says knowledge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know, but <laughs> they have some kick-ass wooden roller coasters. That's fun. They have the number one—at least that's what their sign said—the number one ranked wooden roller coaster in the United ranked States by them. World's best coffee. It's called the Phoenix. And uh, the Phoenix is pretty fun. And then they have one called Twister, which I like better than the Phoenix. But of course, this is like the last day of school. So my kids got out of school yesterday. So I took them there today because I was like, hey, you guys aren't in school. I'll take the day off work. It's also a holiday weekend. Nice dad of the year over here. I know. And my wife's out of town. So it's just me. So I got to find some something to do with these fucking kids. <laughs> dad of the year, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> take them out there and the cool thing about knobles though is like there's no admission oh that's cool you just walk right you in. pay per ride okay so you get like tickets so you can uh, it's like state fair style yeah kind of that's cool or you can you can get a wristband but we weren't going to be there i knew we weren't going to ride all the fucking did rides. you bust out Plus the calculator was, did you have a, a wristwatch calculator and you're like oh it'll be it'll be cheaper if we just uh, well i didn't have a wristwatch calculator david but i did look it up on the app and i calculated how much it was going to cost <laughs> but those tickets are good anytime so like we're, i know we're going to go back there oh that's cool so you can again, use it again so we can just use it so you get a ticket book you don't have to throw them in a burn pile as you exit but, but we went on one ride and there was nobody collecting tickets so i just said fuck it we just we just walked and then the guy showed up later while we were still in line and i was like oh he's back and my son just looked at me and i looked at him and my son goes i don't see anybody i was like (laughs) attaboy i love it because i was like i was like do you think we should go back and give him our tickets and he's like make him work for it they also have a haunted mansion ride now you and you and i uh our favorite ride at disney land or disney world or wherever the fuck you are in disney parks is the haunted mansion definitely and this ride's called the haunted mansion it is absolutely nothing like the disney haunted mansion <laughs> like it's not even a mansion it's really more of a townhouse it's really yeah it's really more of a condo <laughs> uh no no it's it's fun like it's very like 
it's a dark ride that is at an amusement park. Right. Yeah, I can picture that in my head. It's not like ones that come through the fair. Like okay, that's what I was thinking of, like where you get in the little car and like a guy kind of push starts you. You, it's kind of like that, Mr. but Toad. it's longer okay. than the one. It's probably like twice as long, three times as long as the one at the fair would be. Yeah, Captain Spaulding's pushing you through. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I I swear to God, like I I was in it because um, we all rode separately. Like it's very it's very tiny, but I was like, I'm riding by myself. I could have probably sat next to me my daughter but uh i was like i i'm getting in this by myself and so i uh was riding through it and i'm like dude somebody could be in here with a fucking axe and just chop my fucking head off right now <laughs> oh yeah what was that movie the fun house yeah fun house i got out in the middle of the ride and just kind of hung out there and i was like yeah come on guys we can just hang out here all night <laughs> it, you can't see shit inside this ride you just hear noises like, Ooh. yeah. And then all of a sudden, like a light will shine and it'll scare you. Yeah. Like they actually try to scare you. Like, it's not like Disney, like, oh, we're going to happy. Are there actors or robots? Robots. Oh, scary ass robots. Nonetheless. The, one thing did make me jump. It was like right towards the end and like you're hearing something and then it's completely dark. And then all of a sudden, like two headlights show up in front of you and like a horn honks. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Look, I'm going to get hit. Um, <laughs> And that's right when they take your picture on the ride. Oh, that's awesome. See, <laughs> see how stupid you look. So my picture was just out of uh, utter confusion. I was all, huh? it's, a ra- it's a radio. This is a podcast, so nobody can see me. But it's a very like me. Robert De Niro squinty eyed kind of confused yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I did today. But yeah, kids are out of school. Summer's starting. It's great. Now you are getting ready for the summer convention tour the uh the david swearwolf david summer convention tour yeah my solo tour <laughs> solo tour doing it by himself yeah so when we record this i'm going to monster uh texas, texas frightmare first thing in the morning i realize my flight leaves at 6 20 so i gotta be at the airport like 4 30 that'll be fun yeah. and then the following weekend i'll be in california for uh monster palooza Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to London like a few days after that. Uh, <laughs> not, not for, for a convention. But I'm going to see some cool horror shit while I'm there. Like I'm going to go see like, well, I'll talk about that when I when I get back. Yeah. Um, and then like a few weeks after that will be um, Mad Monster Party Arizona uh, in like early July. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. That'll be awesome. And then we won't be recording for a while because we're going on our extended uh, no time limit hiatus. <laughs> Uh, we're stopping the podcast, but uh, I'm going to be going to uh, New Jersey Horror Con in Fun. August. Yeah, there's a couple people from Friday the 13th Part 5. They actually added another person from the people under the stairs. Oh, cool. That that chick who was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. And she's also in People Under the Stairs. Yeah. God, I, she has I can't a really remember her cool name, but I can picture her. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the teenage um, girl, right? The older one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. The sister. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be there now, too, so there's like... That's cool. Four or five people from People Under the Stairs, and mm. I was looking at a People Under the Stairs one sheet. They're actually not cheap. Really? Yeah, sometimes that's the case. You look it up, and you're like, well, no, I'm not doing that. We're coming down to the final few episodes of the podcast. Yeah, after this one, we got, what, two? This is 248? Yeah, this is, yeah, so two more after this one. Two more after this one. So... 
I think I said this in a previous episode. I think last week. We're going to try to, you know, tie up some loose ends here. Yeah, this is another one. And in order to do that, we got to cover a few movies. And so we're going to, we're going to, this is going to be a, this is going to be a twofer episode. We're going to cover two movies. Same length, right? Hopefully. We're going to try to. Says the editor. (laughs) (laughs) When David and I were speaking about ending the podcast, one of my ideas, and I don't know if I solely came up with it, but David agreed, was like, hey, our first episode was Friday the 13th. We talked all things Friday the 13th. Our last episode, we should cover a Friday the 13th movie. Yes, we did talk about that. And then David said... Well, you know what? We also haven't reviewed every Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And I was like, we haven't? He's like, no, we still have a new, new Nightmare. Nightmare and Freddy versus Jason. He goes, but we also have part eight and nine for Friday 13th movies and Freddy versus Jason. So why don't we save Freddy versus Jason for the last and cover those other three? And I said, David, that's why you're the editor because you make smart decisions. Episode 250 revealed. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not complaining. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to talk about that real quick. And I know how how we've always done it is like we tell people the episode uh, almost a week prior to it coming out. So Usually if somebody Thursday wants mornings. to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone wants to watch it, they have time uh, during the week or, or over the weekend to watch it before the episode comes out. And that's the big reveal. But, you know, Joe Bob doesn't do that. Joe Bob, he'll fucking be like, oh, here's some clues. And the clue will be like, a person was in this movie. And you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> They're doing Jason Goes to Hell. So, uh, and, and they do two movies, right, a week. and uh, But they're doing it so people will watch them, I guess. They'll be like, well, what, yeah. what movie they're going to watch? Wouldn't it behoove them to tell people so people can be like, oh, I really want to see that movie? Or I really want to see that second movie, so I'll tune in later. Because sometimes I've tuned in and I'm like, I don't want to watch this movie, and I just don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't even tune back in for the second movie. Ah. But that's just me. Teach their own. Teach their own. Anyway, yes. So you want to watch along with us while we talk? Uh, next week will be New Nightmare, and the week after that will be Freddy versus Jason. But this week we're doing the twofer. We're doing. Friday the 13th Party, Jason Takes Manhattan, and Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. So let's start off with Part 8, because that would be chronologically the first one. Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, came out in 1989, July 28th. Well, why why, why not? Why not a, well, there, maybe there wasn't a Friday. Maybe there wasn't a Friday the 13th, but also like, or just do it in the fall, but no, we'll do it at the end of summer. July 28th, 1989, David, what was the number one movie in the theater? We've done so many 1989 movies. We've done a lot. Is it a movie that we've done before? Yeah, it's I come think up? so. Okay. Because I went with uh, Ghostbusters 2, which I don't think has ever been a number one movie on a weekend we've discussed. No, it wasn't Ghostbusters 2. It was a little little flick called Turner and Hooch. Oh, doesn't the dog die in the end? Spoiler, Spoiler alert, David. I think Good he does. Fucking I think as a kid when I saw that, I, I probably saw it the we- this weekend that we were doing. Does the dog die at the end of this one or at the end of K-9? Maybe it is Turner and Hooch, yeah. I don't think I ever saw K-9. That's a Christian Slater one, right? No. Who's in that's that That's Cuffs. Oh, that's Cuffs. 
<laughs> didn't have a dog in it. Uh, canine was uh, Jim Belushi. Oh yes, yes, yes. And a German Shepherd. I think the I think the dog lives in that one, but I think you're right. This was um, the dog dies because he saves Tom Hanks' life. I was going to say this is Oscar winner Tom Hanks, <laughs> but doesn't does isn't it something like he fucks another dog and at the end like they have babies? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Maybe I don't know. That sounds should. familiar. Circle of life. Yeah, he gave his life to save Tom Hanks. Mm, he's a hero. What was the number one song then? Well, sticking with uh, my Ghostbusters 2 motif, I went with a Bobby Brown song. I guess we're gonna <laughs> have to take But I did not pick that song. All on our own. I went with uh, Prerogative. Oh. Everybody's talking all, all this stuff, this about, stuff me. about me. Why don't they just let me live? Neither of those songs. Well, but fuck. you know that Ghostbusters 2 song? I fucking love that song. Dude, that song is a jam. <laughs> Gotta, 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 gotta take control. <laughs> Dude, uh, my Ghostbusters pinball machine, I've got like a sound uh, upgrade that has that song in it. And every time it happens, I'm like, fuck yeah, Bobby Brown. Let's bust some ghosts. That Ghostbusters uh, pinball uh, is mostly Ghostbusters 1, but there's like a couple of things on the play There's a little bit play of Ghostbusters field. 2, yeah. Yeah. They're like, we'll, we'll give you a couple of things from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. No, the number one song was uh, Toy Soldiers by Martika. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That song? It's boring. Step, heart to heart. My wife hates that song. Uh, I don't like that song either. Martika was the um, main, well, the oldest female um, on the TV show um, Kids Incorporated. Oh, shit. I do remember that show. Kids Incorporated K I D S. Looks like we made it. We kids. <laughs> you know who else was on that show? Fergie. That's Fergalicious. Right. Yep. Yeah. And Ryan Lambert, who was in Monster Squad, My was on that show. God. Also Mario Lopez, but he wasn't one of the main kids. He was the drummer in the background. Mm. Okay. Friday Thirteenth Part Eight was written and directed by Rob Hedden. 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 Hedonistic. Hedonism. Music by Fred Molin. Moline? I don't know how to pronounce his Molin name, but Molin? not Harry Manfredini. No. This was, I think, the first time yeah. they didn't use Harry Manfredini's songs. Because even part six... Yeah, he did the music. He did the music for yep. parts one through seven. Yep. That's okay. If you miss him, he'll be back in uh, part He'll be nine. back in nine. <laughs> and You know, jumping ahead real quick, I, I was watching nine, and I was like, aren't they just reusing cues Like at this point? like I don't think there was any like original songs. I don't know. Or if they're different, they're not much different. No. Pretty similar. Uh, Jason Takes Manhattan was produced by Randy Dave. What a name, Shovel Dave. Hey, my name's Randy Shovel Dave. That sounds like a made-up name. Like, what's your name? You're like, uh, Randy. Like, what's your last name, Randy? You're like, a Shovel Dave. Yeah. Like a Chevrolet truck just drove yeah, by, yeah. and it's like for Dave's And you see towing. David Lee Roth driving it, and you're like, oh. <laughs> Shovel Dave. <laughs> They're like, okay, Don, you're a producer. It's like, good. I'm glad I got the Sweet. job. <laughs> what do I do now? You're producing Friday 13 Part 8. Fuck. uh this movie stars a bunch of people that you will never see again in your life except for kane hodder (laughs) maybe some of these people i think like kelly who uh kelly who went on to be uh, some uh buddy like she's done some stuff 
but she's in it so so briefly. She's got a, yeah, pretty small part. And I think like Peter Mark Richmond, who plays uh, the like the teacher, the uncle to the oh main the old girl. guy. Yeah, I think he. I think he went on to do something, or maybe did something before. Yeah, he was old. <laughs> this guy. was the Sorry. start of his career. Damn. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> bussing tables for fifty years just to try to get his big break. <laughs> try to get his big break. No. Yeah. My uh, Amazon device just went off. Something got delivered. Ooh, you know what got fancy. delivered? What? Doll stands for my action figures. <laughs> I'm such a fucking nerd. <laughs> like, oh, many stands have arrived. <laughs> David, I got to cut this podcast short so I can go <laughs> Let's hurry. Let's display speed through my... this. I'm going to play with my dolls. <laughs> I'm displaying my $6 million man action figures, actually, <laughs> right here. In this box. You got Steve Austin even... right there. I haven't opened it yet. No, Steve Austin's already up there, and so is Bigfoot. This is Maskatron. Mm, Maskatron. Maskatron, a uh, tangent here, uh, good listeners. Maskatron was uh, a villain of Steve Austin. Mm. And he was played uh, in the show. Well, so he could put like different masks on. He was a robot. He could put different masks on and uh, be a different person. So different actors obviously played him, right. right? It sounds like the kind of name that uh, the Shevel Dave guy came up with. <laughs> like, oh, give, me a, give me one of your pitches. Uh, Maskatron. <laughs> what does he do? It's a robot that wears masks. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Ever think about being a producer? <laughs> anyway, Maskatron was played by John Saxon. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah, so there you go horror related there you go friday the third not friday the uh, nightmare related, on elm street but nightmare on elm street related where was i kelly who she went on and did some stuff okay a bunch of other people listen you don't need to know who was in this fucking movie because you just don't i'll tell you more about that in a second runtime 100 minutes i think this might be the longest one definitely felt like it <laughs> the budget for this movie anywhere between five and five and a half million dollars what do you think, David? In your brilliant knowledge, what do you think this movie did in the box? I'll office? say fifteen. You're, you're pretty close. Fourteen point three okay. million dollars. Listen, Friday the Thirteenth movies make money. Yeah, they, they 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 make money. The worst ones still make a buck. I know that it's been in like legal battles for a while, and now it's that's kind of over. But it has surprised me that they haven't gone on and made and remade this movie a billion times. Yeah, I'm surprised too because. People will go see it. Dumbasses like me, dumbasses like you, will pay our good money to go see it in the theater. Confirmed. All right, let's talk about the plot. I don't have any shenanigans on this one because no, we got to talk about two movies. We, we got to bust through these. Like we're Bobby David's, Brown. David's got to get on a plane at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> and edit this while I'm flying. <laughs> edit this on his way to Texas, probably. This movie starts out really kind of interesting. I thought. Oh, with like the opening titles and all the New York yeah, shit. Yeah. 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 Bunch of like old 1980s New York. So this is like pre-Giuliani. So Giuliani, despite the fact that he's a creepazoid now, um, and he probably was a creep then. We just didn't know it. But he cleaned up. He really did. Times yeah. Square. Or it was cleaned up under his watch. And I was just in Times Square not that long ago. You've been to Times Square nice. probably since it's been cleaned up. It's not. It's a tourist fucking trap. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice place. But back then, people were like selling sex toys on the street and uh, shooting up with heroin right there. Like, yeah, yeah. And those opening credits, you got people fucking shooting up drugs. Well, they're yeah. setting up a lot of a lot muggers of stuff and stuff. 
pay off here in the but end. Then we also see like the World Trade Center, Statue of Liberty, all that oh, stuff. Did you catch the Batman 1989 logo in the I background? Did. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, they filmed that well. Uh, dude, this movie was filmed in like April and released in July. And what's crazy? Yeah, dude, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this movie came out probably because I'll bet you Batman came out in June. That's yeah. probably a June movie. So like, this movie came out right after Batman. Yeah, so they must have shot that footage pretty late in the game. They did, and uh, there was, the turnaround time on this movie was quick. Like they're like, boom, we need to get this shit out the door. Yep, they're like, do you want to edit the movie? And they're like, nope. <laughs> Shovel, shovel bottom, shovel Dave. What, what the fuck's your name? Get on it. <laughs> You're He's like, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> all right. So the movie starts out with all these clips of uh, Manhattan, Times Square. But there's also like this weird narration, like voiceover. Like this guy's like, New York City, bright lights, big city, the Big Apple. It's like, what? What the fuck are you <laughs> talking about? Like. Yeah, who is this guy? And like, is it a radio show? Is it like, yeah, what's, I don't know, is it King Hotter? Talking? Who's talking? <laughs> yeah, and he's not like, Jason Voorhees lives here. <laughs> no, he's just talking about New York. <laughs> Didn't you find that weird? I did find it weird. So then it cuts to Crystal Lake. Yeah, a little boat. There's, this, there's a boat. It's like a, like, a, like a nice little yacht, like mini like boat. Yeah, I it's guess. nice. Not a yacht. I don't know. No, is that a yacht? But not like a little like tiny ass boat either. Not a fishing boat. No, like a mid size, like a dinghy, <laughs> like a boat that shouldn't be on Crystal Lake. Yeah, yeah, too nice for Crystal Lake. And there's these couple of kids. There's uh, Jim and Susie. They're making out. Oh, they're they're going at it hard. Mm. And Jim's like, I'm gonna drop anchor. And she's like, Oh, okay. Oh, and he shit. goes, That means I'm gonna put my dick in your mouth. <laughs> She's like, oh. And also my dick is hook-shaped like an anchor. Get ready. It's like, what? It's like a fish hook. Yeah. But if I said I was going to fish hook you, that doesn't sound attractive. No. So drop anchor it sounds way better. Uh, so he goes and he drops the anchor overboard and it connects to this power line. Well, the last time we saw Jason was part seven, right? Oh, yeah. When uh, Was it Tina? When the dad pops up, zombie dad, pulls his ass down there. They just left both of them down there. Fuck it. Yeah, he's still down there. And and nobody's found his body. And 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 Jim even says this. So he drops the anchor over and the anchor connects to like this power line. It's yeah, like it gets you know, caught on it. The power line that Jaws bites into at the end of Jaws 2. <laughs> this is like 3000 volts or something like that on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it does say 3000 volts because then later on Jason gets struck by 6000 volts. Oh shit. When he touches the third rail on the subway and I was like 3000 volts brings him to life. 6,000 kills him. <laughs> but that's not even true. Anyhow. Temporarily stuns him. It's dragging on this 3,000 volt line. We intercut between that and this conversation that Jim's having with Susie. He's like, you ever hear about Jason Voorhees? And she's on now. And I'm like, where the fuck? You go to Crystal Lake High School and you've never heard about uh, Jason Voorhees? Fucking mass murderer who wears a hockey mask? Possibly a zombie? I grew up in Wisconsin I was in high school in the 90s. Okay, first of all, Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Everybody knew about yeah, everybody him. everybody knows that. But I also knew about Ed Gein. I've been told about Ed Gein my entire fucking life. Yeah, local life. history. Not to mention that everyone <laughs> pretty much Did knows. <laughs> but yes, yeah, like she would know. Did you notice yeah. that guy when he was telling the story how big his fucking pupils were? <laughs> Dude, that guy was he high, as high as fuck. <laughs> also, how, tight, how tidy-whitey his underwear were. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I told my son because my son was watching this. He's like, I've never seen part eight or part nine. So he watched both with me. Mm. And so uh, he was watching it with me and I go, uh, never wear underwear like that. <laughs> yeah, just don't. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, okay. Thanks, dad. <laughs> Father of the year. He's David. like, I'll be right back. <laughs> I got to go to the store. Uh, uh, all right, so he's like, you never heard about Jason Voorhees? She's like, no, who's that? And he's like, well, Jason Voorhees was a killer, and his body's still down there, and they never did recover. It basically tells us, by the way, everything that we've already been told over and over and over again. Every Friday the 13th Friday. movie. He's like, he was a boy, and they drowned, and then he killed a bunch of people, and they never found his body after the after Tina's zombie dad dragged him. <laughs> he turns and she's just asleep. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> so she's like, um, all right, that's cool. Let's fuck. And he's like, all right. So they start banging, and then she hears a noise. Well, meanwhile, like I said, the the high voltage wire has been dragged across, and that hits Jason and immediately ex- uh, electrocutes him. Yep, brings him back to life. Science. Yep. Well, if we know something about Jason, now that he's a zombie since part, your beloved part six, is that electricity will kill him. Or not kill him, him, will revive him. Yeah. It'll unkill him. So it'll unkill him. <laughs> so he is, uh, he gets revived and he climbs out of the water. And now we get the part eight look. And he's all, he's wet this entire he's wet movie. This entire movie. Yeah. He never dries off. No. And later we'll meet a character who's got the opposite problem. Jason's always wet. Like he's constantly like, they're very slimy. Moist. He's moist Ugh. and slimy. Slimy is a good word yeah. to use for him. So he climbs out. And uh, meanwhile, douchebag Jim uh, goes and checks on this. And when he comes back, he's got a hockey mask. And he has a knife. And he stabs his girlfriend with the retractable blade. He's all, yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, and we as the audience don't really know when it happens. Like, we just see, like, her get stabbed. She's like, oh, and it's retractable. And you're like, oh, it's not even Jason. No, and he takes it off. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. To which I did turn to my son and I go, also, never do that. No. Dude, would have been awesome, though, is like when he came out, like wearing the mask and they had the knife showing, oh, fuck. And she pulled out a gun and fucking shot him. <laughs> Killed him with a harpoon gun or some shit. Yeah. But she doesn't. She's like, oh, you're so silly, Jim. And then they start banging again. <laughs> and they're going at it. And uh, Jason comes in. And Jason just sneaks aboard and she sees him and she's like, oh, and they both turn to face Jason. And this chick, she does the smart thing, right? She runs out the, the fucking like little porthole window window and she heads for the hills. And this kid just sits there Ooh. and his fucking high ass with his big old dilated <laughs> pupils. He just like looks at Jason and Jason looks at him and Jason takes um, like a harpoon gun. Yeah. And he just shoves the harpoon gun. He doesn't shoot it at him. He just shoves it into his fucking uh, belly, doesn't he? I can't remember. Well, I think he shoots him, but I think he does do that to the girl who he eventually catches. Yeah, I think he impales her with it or something. Yeah. Like slowly. like yeah. yeah. He kills him, and then he goes hunting after the girl. The girl is hiding like in... Like, you like know, a little trap I, I door guess, or something. Yeah, I don't know what those trap like doors are for. a cargo bay or something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like the area that, I don't know, is underneath a boat. But she's hiding under there, and Jason is so smart. I'm like, how is this motherfucker so smart? He's been under the water. He's been asleep for a long time. I know that when I'm asleep for like just eight hours, I wake up, and I'm like, where the fuck am I? Like yeah, you wake up, you're like, what year is it? <laughs> yeah. Jason, on the other hand, he's like, oh, got a job to do. And that's kill fucking precocious 
teenagers. <laughs> and he finds her, and he does. He gives her the slow stab with the harpoon, right? And she doesn't do anything. Like it's like in the Austin Powers when Austin yeah, the, Powers. No. Did <laughs> she doesn't try to bat it nope. away? She doesn't try to nope. grab it. I mean, you're gonna die, but at least put up a fight. No fight. Next morning, we see the SS Lazarus. Ooh. Which is a big old yacht. Yeah. Senior cruise. What did you do when you graduated high school? Like, what was your senior thing? Our senior trip, we took a bus ride. It was like a nice bus to California. We went to Disneyland for like grad night where they closed the park at night and it's just a bunch of teenagers running around, which was cool. And then we did like a beach thing. Uh, we did Magic Mountain and we did Raging Jesus Waters. Christ. It was pretty cool. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was fun. You know what they did in my senior? Hmm. They were like, oh, Pizza here's party? graduate. Gradu- pretty much graduation night you can go to fiddlesticks which was like a local like mini putt water yeah, slide yeah, like a mini golf and like go-kart place yeah i didn't even go i was like fuck that fiddlesticks get out of here they're like we don't want you kids out there drinking and having parties so we're gonna have you all go to fiddlesticks and it's like no you're not gonna have me do anything because i <laughs> just out. won't go <laughs> you guys got to go to disneyland and magic mountain yeah and Raging Waters. It was cool. Oh, Jesus. Man. I know. And it's not like I went to some podunk-ass school. I went to, like, the biggest, one of the bigger schools in the East Valley. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And Venice Beach. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun trip. This graduating class, though, what they're going to do is they're going to get on a yacht, and they're going to take the yacht from Crystal Lake. The lake is can it somehow gets to New York City. Don't think too much about it. Through the Hudson River? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. They're in Jersey. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But they notice right away, like, oh, we got a couple of students missing. And the one teacher's like, oh, I bet they're off exploring each other. (laughs) She takes her finger and puts it in the hole. It's like, oh, shit. She grabs a hot dog and a donut. (laughs) And they're like, well... That's fine. We're going to leave without them. Um, Wait a second. That's not how it works. Like, if they signed up for this trip, you got to call their parents. You got to just because they graduated doesn't mean they're all of a sudden adults. <laughs> yeah, there's like, yeah. By the way, the boat is like floating in the bay, like right next to the SS Ladder Lazarus. <laughs> yeah, it's just floating there. It's just floating there. Um, we do see Jason climb aboard, though. Yeah, he like grabs onto the side. He's gonna he's gonna hit your ride. <laughs> yep, he climbs aboard the Lazarus. Like, you guys going to New York? Sweet. I've never been there myself. <laughs> Heard it's nice. <laughs> My mom was gonna take me, but. She had an accident. Mm. Everybody's like, Aw. her head fell off. <laughs> uh, chaperoned by their biology teacher, who is uh, uh, Charles McCulloch, and their English teacher, Colleen Van Dusen. And then the main girl in this movie is uh, Charles' uh, niece, niece, Rennie. Rennie. Yeah. yeah. And Rennie has a um, boyfriend. Who is um, Sean? Was that his name? I, I probably. I can't remember. I didn't write it. It's down. probably Sean, uh, who is the son of the guy who is like captaining this yacht. Yeah. Okay. We also get introduced to a couple other people. There's a rock star ki- uh, girl. She's got her <laughs> her fucking axe that she's wielding. Uh, her name's uh, JJ. And then there's a boxer named Julius. Julius. He's a nerd. Yeah, there's a nerd, like, a uh, film geek who is, I, I forget. I think his name's Wayne, maybe? Probably. Yeah, Wayne. 
And then there's the like the the bitch, the prom queen, Tamara, and uh, her friend Eva, and uh, that's that's, that's pretty, pretty much, much it. That's pretty much it. You'll we'll we'll get to know their deaths here pretty soon. So Rennie is the main girl, and she's afraid of the water. And and her uncle Charles, he's like, she shouldn't be here. He's a fucking dick. He's a dick. Like right off the bat, he is not happy to see her. He's like, what's she doing here? Yeah, and he's not happy to see anybody. He's like, fuck you all. <laughs> yeah, he hates fun. Like, why was this guy put in charge of the trip? I don't know. And it's a small class. It's like a class of dozens. Like, <laughs> yeah, It's like an like episode those, of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, exactly, where they're like, hey, for, the, for school, we're going to go do this. And there's like 24 kids in their class. Yeah. They're out there, and uh, this Rennie, she... Like I said, she's very much so afraid of the water, but she also is very much so insane because she constantly sees visions of little boy Jason. <laughs> yeah, like drowning and in various states of peril. And I didn't understand this, David, because at one point she's in her room and out through the portal, she sees uh, little boy Jason and he's like drowning and he's like pounding help on me, the door. Help me. But her dog, Toby, the dog, sees it also and runs away. <laughs> So was it her vision or did or the dog's actually vision? Really- <laughs> they have shared visions. <laughs> what is going on here? I don't know. Um, we also got like a, a, a crazy Ralph type character who's like the, oh. the deckhand guy. And like right off the bat, he's like, this voyage is doomed. I mean, straight up, it's crazy Ralph. It is. It's like in Cabin in the Woods, the, the harbinger of death cliche, like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he says it multiple times. You're all doomed. This voyage <laughs> like, is doomed. Right, Why don't you get off the fucking boat then, dude? If you know that this, he's like, I need a paycheck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hey, I think some, there's some barf over there on the deck. Why don't you go mop that up? <laughs> so the first death that we get on the boat, I think is JJ, the yeah. guitar. Which is girl. funny. Cause like, I mean, I've seen this movie multiple times. I forgot how early in the movie she gets it. Oh, like right away. <laughs> yeah. For some Almost reason I had my head, she was one of the later kills, but yeah, she's the first one. I did appreciate, though, the fact that she had an amplifier. Because sometimes in these <laughs> in these movies when someone plays the guitar, it always annoys me because I'm like, where's the sound coming <laughs> yeah, from? Yeah, there's like distortion and effects and stuff. Like, it's not yeah. even plugged in. But she does have an amp, and she has an amp that has a CD player, or not a CD player, a tape uh, deck in it, so she can play music and play along to the music. Yeah. So she's like... I hear there's some... And she talks like this. She's like, I hear there's some pretty kick-ass... Uh, uh, boiler room down below deck i'm gonna go down there get some and she's footage, trying to because he's got that wayne guy filming her they're making a little music video yeah and wayne's like i'll be down there later i'm gonna go talk to Tamara because he's got the hots for the yeah. like the slut <laughs> i i don't want to call her a slut but she's kind of a slut she kind of is she's definitely a bitch yeah. she's definitely a bitch but anyway so he goes down into the or she goes down into the boiler room and she's like playing her acts and she's all jamming out like yeah yeah, <laughs> looking at nobody, <laughs> just like y'all, y'all ready for this? Cleveland, let me hear you. <laughs> so she's rocking out, and all of a sudden, Jason shows up behind her. She turns around, and she's like, "Oh shit!" And she drops. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Oh fuck!" and starts like running away. <laughs> <laughs> she's not playing. She's like, "No, I did like her reaction." Like, she's like, "Oh, see ya." <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the first time that Jason teleports, though. And he'll teleport a lot in this movie. He really does. He's everywhere. Now, we don't see him teleport, but we know he teleports because she runs 
He's behind her. She runs forward, and all of a sudden, he's in front of her. Yep. How did he do that? <laughs> and he's got her guitar, and he kills her. Yeah, he smashes her with it real nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's dead. We don't see a lot of like. The no, he just smashes the guitar at, like in the direction of the camera, and I think we see like blood splatter yeah. on the lens or and something. And she like, huh? and then, <laughs> so she's dead. Uh, some other stuff happens, but this guy Julius is the boxer, and you know these kids are on their field trip, so why not have a boxing match, right? Sure. So he's yeah, like, something to pass the time. He boxes his, this kid, and he kicks this kid's ass. Yeah, he beats this the shit out of him, but they're still friends. They're still friendly. And this kid goes to the sauna afterwards, right? Because he's like, ah, oh, I gotta. I just had a nice workout. Gotta go yeah, the sauna. I know what I like to do after I get my fucking ass beat. Yeah. Have a good steam. And I'm on the fucking class trip. Why aren't you guys partying? There's other people <laughs> partying at the discotheque uh, on the boat. You know, why aren't they out there doing that? So he goes into the sauna and he's got uh, like a towel over his eyes so he can't see. Uh, Jason walks in and uh, he's like, hey, Julius, good match out there. I guess I got to work on my right. Yeah, I'll get you next time. I got to work on my right cross or whatever the fuck lame ass (laughs) bullshit he says. Julius, are you there? Are you? (laughs) Jason picks up one of the fucking stones. Like one of those hot rocks from the sauna. Yeah, and just shoves it in this guy's fucking gut. Right in his stomach. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, oh that hurts. <laughs> well, I'm going to die now. Why? Uh, he's dead. So yep. he's he dies. Oh, the, 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 the bitch and her friend Ava, they start doing lines. Oh, that's right. And like uh, Rennie walks in and they're like, oh, you want some? And she's like, oh, no, thank you. I'm good. But then the one yep. girl, Tamara or whatever the hell her name is, she's like, that bitch is going to squeal. I know it. I'll, I'll show She's her. tell her uncle. She fucking pushes her overboard off the side yeah. of the boat. And this, this, this uh, uh, Remy, she, she's afraid of water. She can't swim. And so the one, um, Sean or whatever, he jumps in after and saves her life. And then Charles comes up and he's like, what's going on here? I told you I shouldn't have brought her. She can't swim. He locks Remy in her bedroom. I think this is when Remy sees the the vision of young Jason. Yeah, because I think when she's underwater, she sees him and like, does he, he grabs her leg or something? I don't know, but she gets away. So she goes and gets locked in her thing. And then Remy's like, or not Remy, uh, Tamara is like uh, laughing about it. And Charles comes up to Tamara and he's like, I don't know what you're laughing. Or I don't know if he says this, but he should have said this. He's like, I don't know what you're laughing about. You're going to fail your biology test. Yeah, I'm you have to you. have you're the- not going to graduate. You're going to have to take all these classes again next year. Yeah. It's like the hell I am. She's all, I have my final. It's in my bedroom. Why don't you come down and see it? I'll give it to you. And he's like, okay. So he goes down to her room and she's like, how about a glass of champagne? And he's all, where'd you get this? (laughs) That's preposterous. And she's like, don't you want to see my biology assignment? And she takes off her robe and she's got like, just like three body parts labeled, by the way. Yeah. Not really good. Like, this is my heart. And like real basic ones. Yeah, she's not, she's not she's no slim good body. Do you remember fucking slim good body? <laughs> no. Oh, slim good body was this guy who would show up kind of like in between cartoons or maybe on PBS or some shit like that. And he was this dude with an afro. Look him up sometimes. Slim good body. He had an afro and he wore this skin tight bodysuit and half of it were was bones <laughs> and muscles and the other half was like the inside of your body, like the oh. organs and stuff. And he'd be like, when I eat, it goes down my esophagus and it goes into my belly and then I poop it out of my butthole. <laughs> that sounds familiar. I think I do remember that guy. Yeah, slim good body. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of like that. 
but not because she only has like three things labeled. <laughs> it's like heart, real basic stomach, ones. and poop hole. And uh, <laughs> and she takes off her robe, and he's all, <laughs> "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Don't you want to give me an A now?" And she starts to like come on to him. Yeah, I think she even like kisses him and he pushes her off. He's like, you're fucking nuts. Get off me. Well, he pushes her off, yes, but not before fucking nerdy Wayne gets it on his VHS camcorder that he's got strapped to yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, she's like, did you get that, Wayne? He's like, you damn right I did. And she's like, so I guess I won't be failing then. And he's like, oh. <laughs> she goes, you better pass me or I'm going to spread this around. She, he's like, oh, no, no way. You're not going to get away with this. And then he looks at Wayne and he goes, and forget about any film schools accepting you. And I'm like, how much power does this guy think he has? He's a high school biology teacher. I mean, no offense to biology teachers. <laughs> yeah, in we high were going to accept there. you to film school, but you got a, you got a bad review on Yelp from your, uh, your fucking biology teacher. <laughs> your high school biology teacher whose class you didn't even fucking take. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. So now Wayne's like, yeah, we really got him, huh, Tamara? So Charles leaves. And Tamara's like, yep, that's that we did. And he's like, so I was thinking, like, you know, maybe you and I, like, he does the little donut hot dog thing. <laughs> she's like, oh, that's she's cute. All, no. Yeah. She goes, oh, I'll talk to you later. And she kicks him out of her room. And she's like, what a nerd. Yeah. She got what she wanted. Yeah. So she's going to go take a shower to wash everything off. And uh, and she emerges snow. completely dry. Like, there's not a drop of water on her when she's she gets thinking out of about the shower. Wayne. She dried up. <laughs> Immediately. But. Jason comes by Uh-oh. and he fucking kills her. He, he punches her right through the door and he kills her with a shard of glass after he like smashes the mirror. That was yeah. a decent kill. He smashes the mirror, gets the glass, and then he, yeah, he just fucking stabs her. Yep. Jason goes up to the ship's captain and he kills. Uh, oh, him yeah. And that's Sean's mate. dad who was like going to yeah. like turn the boat over to him, but they got in a fight and Sean was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the captain. I want to yeah. have fun with my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah it doesn't matter like, he, yeah he kills both of them he kills him and the first mate yep rennie is like um i want to go get out of here i want to go like she's like freaking out yeah, don't sean's, they find they find their dead bodies like pretty well, much they're right going away. to right now sean's like i'm gonna have my dad pull over oh yeah <laughs> we'll let you off <laughs> like i don't know where they expect they're gonna go they've been traveling for like hours at this point <laughs> shouldn't they be in new york by now like how long is it's this a very trip? slow boat ride so they go up there and they see uh, Rennie and Sean go up there and they see the captain, the first mate are dead. Like, Oh shit. Mayday. Mayday. Sean freaks out. But for like, I don't know, for like four and a half minutes, he maybe freaks out, but like for finding his father dead, like brutally murdered mm his, he doesn't have a whole lot of emotion. And, and like most of the deaths are kind of handled that way. Spoiler alert. Like there's only two people that survive this fucking bullshit. And it's these two, Rennie and Sean. Yeah. Everybody else in their lives dies. Her uncle dies. Her favorite teacher dies. Oh, I forgot to mention that her teacher gave her a, a ink pen that Stephen King wrote. With, <laughs> I don't supposedly. even remember that. Yeah. And uh, so that's like her favorite teacher. And like all of their fucking friends are dead. Hey, life goes on. And they're like making jokes at the end. Yes. Like, <laughs> like happy music, I think, at the end. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? But yeah, they like radio for help, but there's a storm. So like, they don't know if it goes through. The weather started getting rough. The tiny ship, <laughs> the was, tiny tossed. ship was tossed. Uh, and then uh, Julius kind of takes charge of things. He's like, all right, there's a killer on this on this boat. We're going to find him and we're going to take him out. So like he like rounds up the other guys and they're all going to get weapons and, and, you know, fight back. 
which you know probably a pretty good plan because like charles like i'm a biology teacher i'm in charge here (laughs) he's like what's your plan buddy turns into jimmy stewart yeah (laughs) um yeah, so they all go hunting for him. Okay, so Wayne does this stupid thing. Like, we talked about this in Halloween 6, where uh, he loses his glasses, and he's like, I can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so Wayne's down there looking for JJ. He's like, JJ, you down here? He's down in the ship's thing, and he loses his glasses. So he's got his um, camcorder that he's using for his, uh, so, so he can see out of. He's using it like his night vision, basically. Yep, and he sees uh, Jason. But not right away, because he shoots some unknown figure, and then he looks and he's like, "Whoops, that wasn't that wasn't the killer. It was some innocent guy." <laughs> and so then he's like, "Oh shit!" And then Jason shows up, and uh, Jason kills Wayne. Yep. And around this time, um, the girl Eva, the cocaine snorting uh, sidekick, finds her <laughs> her buddy dead, uh, and she's like, "Oh no!" And uh, Jason pops out immediately, and they have a little chase, and he chases her into like a dance hall. The disco. Yeah, and I actually thought this kill was kind of cool. He just like grabs her by the neck, lifts her off the ground, and is just holding her until her feet stop kicking, and then he just fucking throws her on the ground. That was a pretty good <laughs> toss. This was also a scene, yeah, it was a good toss. This was also a scene where Jason is everywhere, because she's like in the middle of the dance floor, and like there's music playing, and there's a disco ball, and it's like... Uh, you know, Saturday Night Fever, and she looks to her left, and Jason's there, and then so she runs to her right, and then all of a sudden Jason's there, and Ooh. then she runs back, and Jason's there, and he's everywhere. He is, and then finally he's nowhere, and then he pops out at the last minute and grabs. <laughs> Surprise! It by the neck. You're dead now. Yeah. There's another guy who's like running from Jason. I forget who this guy is. But oh, uh, he, I think his name's Miles. Okay, so he's running for Jason, running from Jason, and he. Uh, climbs up like the what is that the, like the crow's nest the, yeah the crow's nest and he's like climbing up there and jason's on the ground and this guy's climbing up fast and all of a sudden jason's like right behind him and he <laughs> grabs him and up he there too fucking tosses this guy yep um julius and jason get into a little scrap and julius gets knocked off the boat yeah thrown overboard then rennie's like she's still in her room jason smashes his head through the little portal uh window oh, yeah. it's like oh god <laughs> And she gets away um, by, like, stabbing him in the eye with that pen. With the pen, yeah. Yeah. And then Wayne, who is dead in the boiler room, his corpse got electrocuted. That's how uh, he he killed him. And it causes a fire. Oh, yeah. So now the boat's taking on water and sinking. Yep. And so they're like, the other students, uh, you know, the teachers, like, takes the other students. They're like, "You you guys just wait here in the disco. And they're like, okay, we'll wait here. And they all fucking die. I mean, we don't ever see the aftermath, but... But they um, do. Sean says that they all died. And the teacher, uh, Charles, he thinks that the deck, the creepy deckhand guy, uh, Crazy Ralph, is the killer. But then he comes around the corner, and he's got an axe sticking out of his back. He's dead. Yep. And then Jason's there. And so they they all get onto the life Yeah, abandoned ship. And it's Sean, Rennie, and the two teachers. And the dog. Yep. And then all of a sudden, uh, Julius pops out and he climbs aboard. He's not dead. And they start rowing. Okay, so they row away from the boat. The boat like blows up or something. There's yeah. no National Guard. We're like in fucking New York. We're near New York. There's no National Guard there. Nobody could see the fire. Nobody could see that the boat <laughs> crashed nope. or anything. They've been rowing for like seemingly like days. And this Charles guy, he's like... He starts talking shit to this Sean kid. He's like, well, for our captain's son, you sure fucking don't know where your head from your ass. It's like, fuck off, dude. 
Yeah, dude, I had to frant- frantically abandon ship in a little dinghy. Yeah. Oh, and also my dad just got murdered and you're going to talk shit to me? Like, even if you don't like somebody, even if I hate somebody, if their dad just died I w- like five minutes ago, yeah. I wouldn't be like, you're an asshole. I'd be like, hey, Magellan, I'm gonna, here's a <laughs> compass and an oar. Why don't you do some work? Yeah, exactly. Stop just sitting there, Charles. Asshole. Well, ultimately, he gets them to New York City. Dude, I like when they see it, they're like, we did it. We made it. We're in New York. Woo. All of our friends are dead. Especially Julius. He's all excited. He's like, New York City. We made it. New York. New (laughs) York City. He says that same line like a hundred times. I want to see a Broadway show. (laughs) Yeah. Don't we have tickets to cats? We have extra ones now. (laughs) We could sell them. So they get off the boat and they're all walking through New York City. Well, Jason like f- swims there as well. Yeah. It's about this scene where I noticed that the Jason costume was not that good. No, especially compared to Seven, which is a badass costume. This one's kind of shitty. This one sucks because you could see the prosthetic uh, latex that was yeah, it over Kane Hodder's good. arm. And you could see his regular arm underneath. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah, that really he's a hell of a swimmer, though. Yeah, he's good. He's like Michael Phelps. Yeah, he is. He wasn't when he was like six and he drowned in the fucking lake. (laughs) But now he's learned. That's right. They get to New York City and now Jason only has eyes for them. And he's going to fucking stalk all of them. Yep. Uh, They're walking through the streets, though, and they're like, we got to get out. We got to go get help or whatever. And all of a sudden, these thugs come up and they uh, mug. Yeah, welcome to New York. You're immediately getting robbed. (laughs) Yep. And I was telling my my son this while I was watching that. I goes, this is the type of movie that I saw when I was a kid. This is why I was afraid to go to New York City. Yeah, you just envisioned it like this. You're like, someone's going to immediately rob me and then try to kill my dog. Yep. And they're going to kidnap me and turn me into a heroin addict. Because that's what they do to Rennie. <laughs> yes. But they kidnap her and shoot her up with drugs. They kidnap her and then... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. And they shoot at her dog, but they don't they don't kill it. The dog just runs away. Yeah, the group is like, we got to go after her, or Sean says that, and and Charles, this woman's uncle, the woman who just got kidnapped is like, no, I think the best idea is for us just to split up. What? Split up and do what? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was dumb too. Split up and get help? Yeah. Stupid. So they all go, oh, I guess you're That's a biology a great idea. teacher. That's a good idea. So they split up. Meanwhile, Remy is, uh, this guy's forcing himself on her after he shoots her up uh, with heroin, and she's like half... In- out of it right jason shows up and jason kills the two muggers yeah and like stabs a needle all the way through his buddy like the needle comes out his stomach he's like oh god damn yeah, from his back through his stomach kills both of them remy runs away now or Rennie. now she is high as fuck right now i i've never done heroin i never want to do heroin no. but i saw the movie train spotting and when you do heroin, according to train spotting, you're high for a while. It's not just like, oh. Yeah, she's only high for a couple minutes because we see like kind of blurred vision while she's running. She's like, oh. She's high like the one time I did whippets, <laughs> like out of the whipped cream can. I used to work at uh, Perkins back when I was like right out of high school as a waiter. You do whippets out in the parking lot? No, in the back. <laughs> like we had the cool whip can and yeah. me and my coworker were friends and we would, we were doing whippets. And then we, <laughs> the next day, at work there was a sign on the bulletin board in the break room and it was like please uh don't do that <laughs> because all the all the cool whip cans were had no charge left no and so they're just dripping <laughs> like i know what you're doing please stop 
<laughs> they couldn't prove it though. But mm-hmm. have you ever done whippets? No. It lasts five seconds. Oh, okay. It feels really good. It's like nitrous. Have you ever gotten nitrous like at the dentist or oh, anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but and shorter. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah, but it's pretty awesome when you got... Dude, I got a, I got a, a vasectomy. Oh. <laughs> and a while ago. I knew that, yeah. We talked. Yeah, but I, I got a vasectomy and uh, they numb you down there, but they're like, hey, you have this option to get nitrous. And I was like, well, do you need it? And they're like, you don't need it, but we're going to be cutting near around your balls so you might want it just to make you feel good you might want to be high dude i was like oh yeah dude high as blast off i was high as fuck (laughs) while they were doing it so much so that i was like just keep going i just wanted it to last forever (laughs) i was like god damn i don't care what do you got to do down there whatever you want yeah and then and then once they take it off of you and you stop breathing it in your voice is like it's the opposite of helium your voice is they're like how are you feeling i'm like I'm feeling really good. <laughs> I turned into Barry White. And then as quickly, as Just awesome as you felt, it's gone. Aww. I got in my car and drove away. <laughs> I was like, God damn. With ice on your balls. Yeah, pretty much. It didn't hurt that bad. Remy, high as fuck. It wears off, apparently. Yeah, yeah. She is now sober, and she runs into Sean. And they proceed to run away from Jason. They end up meeting... I guess with the teacher and Charles, everybody ends up getting back together. Charles and the English teacher and Remy and Sean. Remy yeah, and Sean. everyone but Julius. <laughs> Julius gets chased by Jason. Yeah, onto a rooftop. That wasn't very smart. And Julius is like, all right, motherfucker, you want to go? And he starts boxing him. Yeah, let's do this shit. And he's like, wow. Wow. And he's beaten Jason. He's not really the brightest idea to just hit him in the hockey mask, right? Because <laughs> yeah, maybe do some body blows, maybe some kidney punches. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to obey the rules of boxing no. either. Like, do some rabbit. But he's punches. throwing haymakers. Like, he's jump punching. Yeah, like, he's like a little Mac. A strong punch, man. You got to stay grounded. Use your hips. Dude, but, he uh, played too much Mike Tyson's punch out. He's like, this is how yeah, you, you got to jump. Saved up all his stars. Yeah, you get the star. You hit the start button. Jump punch to the face. <laughs> yep. So he gets Jason like right to the edge of the building and then he's like worn out. This guy's tired. His cardio is not good. Dude, his stamina sucks. He says to Jason, he goes, all right, motherfucker, give me your best shot. Jason's like, all right. Can do. (laughs) Jason throws a punch, knocks the guy's fucking head off. (laughs) Punches his head off and then it like goes off the building and lands in a dumpster and then the dumpster lid shuts. (laughs) It's great. So the crew has got the other, the, the survivors have gotten this cop and the cop's like, well, that's a far-fetched story, but I believe you guys. I'll take you to the and station. He, ta- he talks like not a New Yorker at all. He talks like a Canadian because that's where they film this shit <laughs> is Canada. They didn't film it in New York City. No. Not this part. Yeah, yeah. And say so they got a little bit in Times Square, but that's about it, I think. This guy's like, well, I don't know about you folks, but I believe you. And I'm like, boy. Yeah, you're <laughs> not, not a New Yorker. That's not a New York cop. <laughs> He gets in his car, and uh, Julius's head is in the car. So Jason went and retrieved it from this Yeah, he took it out of the trash can and then had time to, to play games. Yeah, and put it in a random cop car. He doesn't He's like, know. He'll probably end up in this car. Yeah. It's a town of like eight quazillion people. And, the, <laughs> and he's like, I guess this is it. Uh, well, he guesses right. And then Jason appears out of nowhere, and he fucking kills the cop. Yep. And then Renny, who's high as fuck. Yeah, she gets behind the wheel. And she starts driving. 
she crashes she runs jason over yeah and then crashes a uh, car into like a fucking ghost jason that she sees little baby jason yep crashes the car her favorite teacher dies in the car wreck <laughs> the favorite teacher blows up it's her fault so then Rennie, this this triggers something in her, and she has a flashback to when she was a kid, and her Uncle Charles took her out on the lake to learn how to swim one summer. And Charles says, tells her the story of Jason that we've already heard, but we have to hear it again from Charles' <laughs> point right. of view. And he's like, so you're going to learn how to swim? She's like, yeah, I'll take lessons. He goes, fuck lessons. And he throws her in. <laughs> throws her ass in the, in the drink. <laughs> And that's when little baby Jason grabs her and drags her down. Now, I'm guessing it's just all been in her imagination this entire time, right? Maybe, because she's like, Jason's real. I saw him, and it's your fault. But it's like, Jason was a full-grown man at yeah at the time. You're not yeah. that old, Rennie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, whatever. Uh, anyway, she says to Charles, she's like, I remember it all. I had blocked it out, but I remember it all. And she's like, fuck you. In that flashback, he's wearing like a Pamela Voorhees sweater. <laughs> maybe maybe he was fucking Pamela Voorhees. Maybe he was. And she slept over and she's like, hey, I got to go run some errands. And she just borrowed his sweater and then went out to kill the people. She was going to come back. Dude, I think we figured it maybe. out. <laughs> so Sean and Rennie run away, leaving Charles yeah, there. Yeah, they ditch and him. Then, then Jason comes and chases Charles. <laughs> And again, Jason teleports. Yep. <laughs> now, we don't see him, but Charles goes in the bottom of this. He's running away from Jason. He goes into the bottom door of this building. It's like a crack den, by the way. And he goes up to the second floor. Jason somehow is already there on the second floor. It throws him out of the fucking window instantaneously. <laughs> like, it's pretty awesome. I like that. Yeah. It wasn't that satisfying of a, of a kill, but it was satisfying enough. Does he also dunk him in a... Um barrel of that toxic waste toxic waste yeah <laughs> like because there's just barrels of toxic yeah as i say when i was a kid out. i would just that was one thing i knew too that new york was just riddled with barrels of toxic waste and if you weren't a turtle yeah you were it would do you no good yeah or a rat perhaps <laughs> yeah a rat <laughs> jason chases the other two down into the subway yeah and this scene's actually kind of cool like we see jason like doing the Jason walk, like, on a subway, like, with people watching, going, like, what the hell is this shit? But nobody really gives a shit. They're just like, this is New York. They don't really react much, no. <laughs> they even run into a diner at one point. Oh, this is where Ken Kersinger comes, and he's like, so much for this being a short episode, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, we gotta speed through the next one. <laughs> we can. Uh, they go into a diner, and they're like, someone's trying to kill us, and the, the lady behind the counter is like welcome to new york toots and then jason comes in and ken kersinger who would go on to play jason in freddy versus jason comes out and he starts fighting jason jason kicks his ass chases the two down into the subway that cool scene happens they pull the emergency stop jason comes out they throw jason somehow onto the third rail and he gets electrocuted yep and they think oh everything's over Six thousand volts that should do it yep see ya so they exit and they're in Times Square and they're like, oh, you want to cool. go see a show? Yeah, <laughs> we're out here in Times Square and all of a sudden Jason appears out of yep, nowhere. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, fuck. So they start running. This is a little bit of a gag. He, he, Jason comes across these like punk kids playing a boombox and he kicks the boombox. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And they're they're like, like, hey, man, fuck you. What's your problem? And he turns around and he just, from behind, we see him and he lifts up the hockey mask and they go, hey, man, it's cool. It's cool, it's man. Cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's like Jason's got a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a little prankster. 
Yeah, he's like, I know I'm ugly. I'll just show him my he's face. He's like, I put a head in a car earlier. You want to go see it? And they're like, no, not not particularly. He's like, all right. He ends up chasing them down into a fucking... Like a sewer. And they're running around, and they meet up with this worker, the sewer worker. And he's like, well, you know, toxic waste is going to come through here every night. It floods with toxic waste every day at midnight. And what's the time? Whoa! <laughs> 11.57! <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get you guys out of here <laughs> jason comes out of nowhere kills this guy this fucking beats him with a pipe wrench knocks down sean there's this whole big fucking whatever to do meanwhile rennie somehow wakes up sean the toxic waste is coming like a tidal wave like do you remember the the commercial for that gum tidal wave tidal wave oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's what it reminds like me of it big wave like coming happen. yeah anyway so the big wave of toxic waste is coming through the sewer and jason just looks at it and he's all and rennie and sean are like up this ladder they're just out of reach from the from the toxic waste and jason gets it and jason fucking melts and before he gets it like she throws toxic waste in his face before they run to the thing and jason fucking emotes like Uh when it hits him in the face he's like like he makes a noise i was like oh shit (laughs) Yeah. yeah, you're right. They get on the ladder and they're just trying to get out. And then, yeah, Jason just gets like washed basically with toxic waste and starts melting. He melts. And then he turns into a little boy. <laughs> Who they immediately abandoned. They're like, well, you're on your own, kid. Bye bye. <laughs> and then they climb out of the sewer and they're like, it's morning. And this is where we get the sweet music. And they're just like, ah, we made it. Oh, and there's the and- dog. Big ass city. What are the odds? He found us. Yep. And they're all, huh, what a great day. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, everybody. I said this at the beginning. All everybody did. Died. Oh. And Jason's a little boy. Yep. All right. I want to save our rating. Sure. For after uh, Jason goes to hell, but just uh, initial reaction to this movie. Like, any initial reaction? Um, I mean, I think my criticism of this is probably pretty similar to most people's that. Once it gets to New York, there's some fun stuff that happens. But until then, it's just boat ride the movie. Like, it's death ship, basically. But all the kills are uninteresting. The costume is kind of lame. The characters are forgettable. Uh, It's just just a shitty movie. I wish that there was more New York stuff. And I know, like, they wish that too, the people that made it. But no budget, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been so much better if there was more of it in New York, I think. I, I guess there could have been so much more that would have been better, but at the same time, I'm like, it was kind of lame when they got to New York because then Jason's just like so myopic. He's just, oh, I got to kill these people. He's yeah. passing hundreds. Yeah, just start mowing down fools. Yeah. So if we're going to see Jason in New York, I want to see him kill a bunch of fucking people. Exactly. Like have this be like a death count in the thousands. Like Jason just <laughs> slaughtering Jason going people. crazy. Takes Manhattan. He didn't take Manhattan at all. He didn't do shit. My other criticism is that, like, the baby, the little boy Jason at the end, like, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. Maybe it's too cerebral for me. I just don't understand (laughs) why they did that. Yeah. So that movie made some money, I guess, but not enough for Paramount to want to keep the rights to this. So they end up selling the rights to this movie to New Line. Now, New Line, meanwhile owns the rights to another franchise, Nightmare on Elm Street. So mm. New Line just killed, killed off Freddy with Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare, I guess. Time to kill Jason. 
now they're going to be like, well, let's kill Jason, have Jason go to hell with the final Friday. Now, there had been talks all along, like what happens when Freddy meets Jason, Jason meets Freddy. And I never understood why people wanted that, because it's just like, well, I don't know. Who cares? If yeah, Freddy exactly. Who cares? It's like, what would happen if Mike Tyson's fought Sugar Ray Leonard? I mean, they're two different weight classes. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't <laughs> you matter. Know, I mean, Tyson would kill him <laughs> in the ring, right? Like, But they're both good on their own. Like, right. They're both really good boxers. But like, who cares? Like, Freddy versus Jason? I, I never understood that. Yeah, I don't really and, get it either. And why Freddy and Jason? Why not Michael Myers and Jason? Not that would actually make more sense to do Michael Myers versus Jason because they're both humans. Freddy is a nightmare true i still don't i still don't get it but we can talk about that when doesn't we talk say about that sounds like a discussion for a different episode <laughs> but i wanted to set up that because that's new lines thinking right they're like oh also we have in the back of our we we own this right too so we could set up possibly a meeting between the two oh. and they're gonna do that with final friday which came out august 13th hey look hey, they a movie, did a friday 13th movie that came out on friday 13th uh 1993 so four years after the last one david we're in the 90s now what was the number one movie in the theater by the way we've talked about this as well oh, well i i'm not gonna get it then i picked a little family film called rookie of the year oh <laughs> was it funky butt loving yeah something like that funky, funky butt, butt lover <laughs> uh no but rookie of the year is actually i actually like that movie i haven't it's seen it since i was a kid but i really liked it when it came yeah. out it was kind of funny yeah. No, the number one movie in the theater was not a family film, uh, but it was a movie that I did like at the time. I haven't seen it since I saw it then. And it's a little movie called The Fugitive. Ah, it's a great Harrison movie. Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. I've seen that one a bunch of times. It's a good one. Uh, what was the number one song in the theater? I'm going with the... Like not in the theater. Number one song in general. <laughs> number one song I'm going with Can't Help Falling in Love by UB40. You are absolutely correct. Oh, shit. Nice. Why? Isn't that from that movie uh, Sliver? Oh, was it? With yeah, With Billy probably. Baldwin and Sharon Stone. Yeah, I remember and that. that was the music video. I just remember the music video was on all the fucking time. Because, mm. I mean, back then, like, I know you didn't have MTV. I did not. Your parents were saving up their money so they could ship you off to Disneyland for your senior trip. My parents were like, let's waste all our money and not have any money. You can go to Fiddlesticks. But uh, MTV was on all the time at my house. And uh, this music video, therefore, was on all the time at my house. But enough about UB40. Let's talk about Jason Goes to Hell. Written by Jay Hughley and Dean Laurie. Directed by Adam Marcus. With music by Harry Manfredini. Hey, he's back. This movie was also produced by Sean S. Cunningham, another guy who's back, and Debbie Hayne Cass. This movie stars Kane Hodder as Jason Voorhees. He also plays an FBI guard. Oh. And a little cameo. And uh, some other people, but uh, specifically John D. LeMay. He plays a character named Steven. Hello, Steven. Hello, Steven. <laughs> He looks like a Steven. But anyway, John D. LeMay starred in Friday the 13th, the series. Oh, okay. Um, which had nothing to do with Jason, but it was produced by the same people. Uh, and, and I really like the series, actually. Also, Stephen Williams, who people might know from 21 Jump Street, he plays the character of Creighton Duke. He was also in some other stuff, but I remember him from 21 Jump Street. Yeah. 
Aaron Gray plays Diana Kimball. Aaron Gray was like popular. I think she was in Buck Rogers, the TV show. I think you're right. Also, Leslie Jordan, who recently passed yeah. away. Oh, that's a bummer. Like about a year ago. But, yeah. uh, and, and a lot of people know him from uh, American Horror Story, specifically Coven. He yeah. He was in uh, that one. That dude was one. funny. He was really, yeah, he was good. Uh, he plays a character named Shelby B. And that's about it for people that I recognize their names. The runtime of this movie was 88 minutes with a budget of $3 million. Oof. This movie had zero money. <laughs> What was the box office of it, though, David? Uh, I'll say similar to uh, Part 8. I'll go 15. 15.9. So it actually made more money. Again, absence makes the heart grow fonder. We noticed that between 5 and 6 of Halloween, yep. 6 out- outdid 5 in the box office. Yep. Well, Jason 9 outdoes Jason 8. Like I said, New Line owns this, so they can't call it Friday the 13th. They have to call it Jason Goes to Hell because they don't own the Friday the 13th. They don't own the name. Yeah. Mm-mm. Where do we begin with this? Oh, I know where to begin with this at the beginning. <laughs> the movie opens up and there's this girl. We're back at Crystal Lake now. No more yeah. Manhattan shit. No, but it's clearly California. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very Southern but California looking. We're back in Manhattan and uh, Crystal no, Lake. We're back, we're back in Crystal Lake. Excuse me. And I'm going to kind of talk about my thoughts on this actually right away. I actually love this opening. This opening, there's this girl. She's like a pretty woman, and mm-hmm. she's uh, out in this cabin by herself, and every trope you could possibly think of happens. Yeah, like she goes in, she flips the light switch, it like explodes, so there's no light. She's like, oh, I got to change the light bulb. And there's all these tense moments that they create, but no payoff, right? Yeah. There's that moment of, there's that moment with the light that kind of gives you a little jump scare. There's this moment where she's in the bathroom and she looks in the mirror and then the camera follows her and it comes back up to the mirror and you think there's going to be that reveal of the killer behind her. Yeah, and there's nobody, nobody there. there. She gets into, she gets naked. Okay. She, so we got that trope yep. of her, the her boobies, boobies right away. Um, then the power goes out again and then she wraps herself in a towel and uh, then this is when Jason pops out. And it's testicle head Jason. And just like part eight, he's emoting. Like he's grunting and making noises. Oh, he makes a lot of noise in this. He does. But the makeup on him is awful too. I don't like oh. this testicle head Jason. It looks like shit. It does, yeah. it does like a nutsack. Yeah. Um, but he's chasing after her. And she's running through the woods with her towel. And she's like, oh, and she's falling and all this other kind of stuff. And then it gets to this moment in the woods and... Yeah, all these lights all these come lights. on and she does a fucking somersault <laughs> flip like a somersault flip in like the a air. flip yeah she lands all these fbi guys come out of nowhere and they start pelting jason <laughs> yeah just shooting the hell out of him yeah they're pelting the hell out of him they throw a fucking grenade at him they do they an airstrike <laughs> yes they drop a bomb on him and he fucking blows apart we're seven and a half minutes in the movie and they killed the main fucking character <laughs> he's dead 2023 brett sees this opening the other day when i watched it and i'm like this is fucking rad (laughs) yeah i fucking love this this movie is a friday the 13th movie it's called jason but jason goes to hell and they kill jason in the first seven and a half minutes where the fuck is this movie going i'm all in yeah david this this opening has me hooked unfortunately the rest of the movie happens (laughs) right yeah it's all downhill from here all downhill I even wrote that in my notes. It's all downhill from here. Jason goes to the morgue. This is actually a cool scene too, because now it's intercut between. That was the cold open. Mm-hmm. Now we get the we get the credits. Yeah, 
and they're wheeling Jason's body parts into the morgue. <laughs> yeah, you got to have an autopsy, right? We got to yeah. determine cause of death. <laughs> he was blown up. Uh, they have some FBI guards who are guarding it. And I guess they work for the FBI. So they're just trying to study his body at this point. Yeah. They're not saying cause of death. But the guy who's doing the autopsy is like kind of cracking some jokes and doing whatever. And he's weighing his heart. And he's like, his heart is like five times the size of a normal person's heart. And all this other kind of shit. Which I'm glad they acknowledged. Because when I saw it, I was like, that heart's way too big. And then he like yeah. said, like, yeah, his heart's like double the size or whatever of a normal heart. Well, speaking of And he's hearts, like, in my uh, professional opinion, this guy is deader than shit. <laughs> yeah, and then he even goes, strike that last comment from the record, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was cool because it's like, yeah, he probably would, a, a, a guy who does this for his job, like a, uh, what are they called? Coroner. Coroner is going to have a sense of humor about that. Yeah, probably. So I, I just thought it was kind of uh, a fun little scene. Yeah. But anyway... This guy, this coroner, sees the heart, and he looks at it, and it starts fucking beating. Yeah, and he's like, what the fuck? And then there's, like, black oozing, and he's like, "Where? what is this ooze? It's not even blood. Yep, and then he just like, gets tra- in, uh, like, a trance, and he grabs <laughs> the heart, and he just fucking eats it. Is that why he did it? I was like, what on earth possessed this guy to bite into the heart like an apple? He just, he got possessed by it. Okay, all right. And well, so, that makes more sense, because I was like, that's not, that wouldn't be my reaction. Not at all. A beating heart. Let's eat it. Have you ever eaten heart? Yes. Like turkey or whatever? Turkey or cow yeah. or human. It's actually not bad. Human. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I don't know about human, David. God, he's a fucking cannibal <laughs> over true. here. But he bites that heart and he's instantly possessed. Like, he's Jason now. And when he, we see his reflection, like in a mirror, it's... It's Jason. Scrotum head. Yep. But to everyone else, it's coroner guy corner guy so another corner comes in and he's making jokes and he's like fuck you jason Voorhees." haha <laughs> he's like i want to take a mango sized crap on his mask <laughs> which i thought that was got an interesting choice of words a yeah, mango sized not like a tangerine per se or a grapefruit mango uh, no or i'm gonna take a big old crap he's gonna yeah. take a mango size that's a big dump dude <laughs> big try dump. shoving a mango up through your butthole i've done it it hurts <laughs> Even a mango seed. I love mangoes. I hate fucking peeling them. Yeah. Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, I love mango. But the coroner kills that guy. Coroner kills the other coroner. He goes out into the hallway, and this is where we got uh, Kane Hodder. Hodder talking shit. Kane Hodder talks shit about Jason, and this guy kills them. Jason Voorhees, big pussy. Something like that. Yeah. He did. So the coroner guy kills them. But we see the end result through, like, uh, America like reality like crime show yeah uh, yeah almost like a hard copy or like a, kind of a tabloid type show yeah what is the name of this show i don't even remember i can't remember american something i didn't write yeah, it down i didn't either but this tv reporter is guy named robert um he hosts it and he's like yeah we've caught up with creighton duke and that's where we meet this uh stephen williams character and stephen williams uh creighton duke excuse me was there he's kind of like the man in black in halloween five very much so (laughs) in fact there's there's your fucking connection maybe they were throwing all the shit at the wall and they were like look there's that man in black in halloween five if we get the rights to that we can say it's creighton duke yeah yeah they're kind of similar because they also try to cross over with another series that was ridiculous when i saw that my eyes rolled all the way back in my head (laughs) i I could see out my own asshole 
<laughs> is that a mango? Um, <laughs> Got some blockage. But Creighton Duke is getting interviewed by this hard copy guy, Robert, and he's like asking him about Jason. He's like, what do you think of when you uh, when I say the words Jason Voorhees? And he's like, I think of a girl in a pink dress. And it's like, what? What, what are you fucking talking <laughs> Okay, cool. You're a pervert, but yeah, uh, yeah. He explains like his theory that Jason, like the the Jason that we know, is just a mask, basically, and that he's like an entity and he can jump from body to body. I don't know where he got this theory, but he, he's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but he does the whole uh, Quint and uh, Jaws thing. He's like five hundred thousand dollars, and I'll go kill him, and you can have the mask, and the machete, the whole damn thing, or something like that. Yeah, so this Robert guy is like, this TV reporter is like, I'm going to put up the $500,000 so we can catch this Jason Voorhees. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if you can like catch him, kill him, and confirm that he's real, yeah, we'll give you five hundred grand, Sure, buddy. We never really understand why Creighton Duke has this, and we never, under, we never get any like backstory behind Creighton Duke. We don't know. He's a bounty no, hunter. No, and in fact, That's in one part of the movie, he's like, hey, remember me? Jason should have been like, no. Have we met? <laughs> no, what mo- yeah, some people have theorized that it's Reggie the Reckless. But his name is Creighton Duke, so debunked. <laughs> Next theory. <laughs> Next theory. It was, another, it was another band member for uh, fucking Spider's band. Yeah, maybe. Whatever, Miguel Nunez's band. Fucking demon. He's like, yeah, demon. He's like, we were going to have a hit with Ooh Baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> but then you had to go and kill my two lead singers. That would have been a cool reference if uh, Creighton had said to him, like, now you're going to get it, bitch. <laughs> ooh, baby. Ooh, <laughs> baby. All right. Now we meet fucking Steven, who is at this diner. And there's also Diana, who is Aaron Gray's character. And she works at this diner. And Diana gets approached by Creighton Duke. And he's like, I'm going to go hunt Jason Voorhees. And I need your help. And we're like, And you why? know why. But we don't. Yeah, we the, don't audience the audience doesn't yet. <laughs> And so Diana goes up to the Steven guy and he's like, she goes, do you, do you love my daughter still? And he's like, yes. She goes, meet me in my house. We have to talk. And he's like, okay, let's talk. And she goes, not here. How about 11 o'clock at my house? Yeah, I got a very long shift. <laughs> yeah, because it's like one. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll be there later. So um, that, that storyline happens. But now we got a 15 minutes of non-storyline related just just to pad the death count yeah yeah just to get a, a kill here uh steven's like driving in the woods or something and he pulls over and picks up some away by the way he's driving in the woods he's all <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah rocking out to some non-existent song like it's a song that's like just like free of copyright right so <laughs> he's he's feeling it royalty free music yeah but he's feeling it uh, he picks up some hitchhikers and it's two girls and a guy and they're going to go out because now that Jason is dead, right? Like they blew up Jason. They're like, it's safe to go to Crystal Lake, right? And so they go out there and um, the two, the one, the guy. And he just drops him off, we should say. The one girl like invites him, like, come hang out with us. He's like, nah, nah, I'm good. You guys have fun. See ya. Yeah. The one, the one, are, uh, the guy and the girl are a couple, but the other girl is like, hey, she's got the hots for Steven, like instantaneously. And she's like, we're going to go skinny dipping. And that guy's a fucking nerd. <laughs> He's bebopping to royalty-free music, lady. (laughs) 
But she's like invites him, and he's like, "No, I gotta go meet up with uh, Aaron Gray later." Yeah. So she's like, "Okay." So they go out and they go skinny dip, and we don't really see it. We see the after, kind of, uh, where they're all trying to get warm and dry and stuff. And the one couple is like, "Hey, we're gonna go fuck in the tent. Is that okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, don't yeah, worry about it. I'll just be out here listening to you." <laughs> yeah, don't mind me. I can see your silhouette through the uh, the tent. I'll just watch you guys shadow bang. She goes and takes a dump in the woods, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the fucking uh, mortician or whatever the fuck corner guy comes up with like a razor blade and like and kills, kills her. her. Yep, and then. The couple's in the tent, uh, tent banging. The dude's got a hairy ass. Did you notice that? <laughs> dude, wax no, that shit. I, I figured you would. Um, <laughs> so the girl's like, do you have a condom? And he's like, oh, it's all the way in the car. Or it's in my bag or whatever. And she's like, not the car because they didn't have one. Uh, he's like, it's, like, it's all the way in it. my bag. She's like, I got to go take a dump. So <laughs> <laughs> got to go fire off a wicked deuce. I'll be right back. So I'll get it on my way back. Well, she goes out there. She gets killed. Oh, she gets killed when she comes back. Because don't they? Oh yeah, she gets. They start banging. Yeah, because he's like, banging. oh, I hate the way these things are, or like the way they feel, or I can't, I can't get the package open or something. She's like, don't worry about it. She's like, I just had to have an excuse to go take a dump. So yeah, I was gonna shit either way. So <laughs> she's riding him like really good. Like this sex scene goes on like uncomfortably long. <laughs> it was uncomfortable because I'm sitting there next to my son, but I'm like, oh god. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that's right. So she's riding him, and then uh, Jason stabs her uh, yeah, from behind. They're dead, and this guy's like, "Oh, um, like I said, fifteen minutes," and it's like, "What the fuck was the point of that?" I mean, I know the point from like a movie. Dude, it's watcher. funny we're only like fifteen minutes in or whatever you say, but like my notes were like over halfway through. <laughs> well, we're longer than halfway. We're a half hour into the movie at this point. Oh, okay, okay. So we're like a third of the way through and like nothing has happened to further the storyline in this movie. Come to find out that this Diana girl, um, woman, uh, Aaron Gray, she's Jason Voorhees' half-sister. Yeah. And Jason Voorhees has to be born again through a Voorhees and only a Voorhees and then he can be only killed by a Voorhees. Makes no sense. It doesn't. But she's at her house and she's talking to her daughter who had a baby, Uh another Voorhees, on the phone. And uh, this guy comes in and uh, it's the new Jason because a sheriff got killed by the coroner guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He like jumps into his body via French kiss. Yeah. He French kisses him and then then the coroner guy dies and now Jason's inside this sheriff guy's body. And the, that guy goes into Diana's house and kills her. Yep. But not before Steven shows up and then Steven gets blamed for the death. Yeah. They think he did. He's got blood all over him. Yeah. Of course they think, but meanwhile, (laughs) there's another deputy who's like, I'll get you off. Don't worry about it. And nobody is like handling this. There's no tape around. There's no crime scene tape around the house. There's no investigation. There's no lawyers. There's nothing. It's like, he's in a holding cell. Yep. This woman just got murdered. Something else I didn't understand while he's in this holding cell, Creighton Duke is in the cell next to him. And I was like, what did he do? Well, he started some shit at the diner. I guess to get arrested. No, because they never show him getting no, arrested. So that's, I didn't get it. Like I was like, why is he here? Whatever. Well, this woman, Jessica, who's the daughter of the woman who just died, she shows up into town with her baby and her new boyfriend, <gasps> who just so happens to be the host of the fucking TV the show. Crazy TV show guy. <sighs> My God. Who's only dating her because he's figured out that her mom is a Voorhees too, I guess. 
I, I don't know. I think it was like he wanted to cash in on the whole Crystal Lake thing. So his plan, which he kind of executes, is to steal her body from the fucking morgue <laughs> and plant it in the Voorhees house to make it look like Jason Voorhees is alive again and, and then get press. Yeah. So like David said, Creighton Duke is in the cell next to this Steven guy, and he tells Steven uh, the whole thing that we just told you. And with each piece of information, he breaks a finger. Like, you got to do something for me first. It's like, why? Yeah, like stupid. We never get an explanation of it, but he tells him, like, through only through a Voorhees can he be born again, and only through a Voorhees can he die. Yeah. Whatever. So, now he tells Stephen that you got to go find proof that she's a Voorhees. So, he goes to the Voorhees house, and he finds the Book of the Dead. Yeah, he breaks out and finds the Necronomicon. Yep. From Evil Dead. Like, it looks exactly like it. And he even flips through some of the pages and it looks the same. Yep. And he's like, hmm, well, maybe we have some time on my hands later. I'll read this. But he goes looking through the house and uh, that's when the reporter guy shows up and he's like, tells his whole plan on the phone to somebody. Yeah. And he overhears it. Yep. And then that's when the police officer shows up and the police officer um, French French kisses kisses this guy. And then proceeds to melt. Yeah. It's, that's pretty cool. It was actually, actually kind was, of a cool effect. And the special effects, by the way, were K and B. Okay, yeah. The effects so, weren't bad. The effects were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, this guy melts. Now Jason is in the reporter guy's thing. Meanwhile, Jessica shows up, and she's not upset that her mom was killed. She has her baby being babysat by the people that own the diner. She's all, yeah, life goes on, right? I thought that was really strange too. And the the one girl who's babysitting her still works at the diner. Like she has a shift, and she yeah. takes the baby in the back and puts the baby like in a box. Yep, on the sitting on the edge of a table, like a fucking yeah. death trap. And it's like, oh, you stay in this box, kid. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't like a I mean, this is a baby. Like that baby will crawl out and be dead. Yes, exactly. Jason, I, when I say Jason, it's like not really Jason. It's, yeah, it's like a TV whoever's... reporter guy now. Yeah, but anyway, Jason kills everybody at the at the diner. The Steven guy tells um, Jessica, like, hey, look, you got to believe me. He's not your boyfriend. It's And she's like, sure, you just want my pussy. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. well, yes, that's true. But, uh, and by the way, Steven is the father of this baby. Right. And he like grabs her and throws her in the car, but then she quickly elbows him in the balls or something and runs away. Yep. And she goes to the cops. And the cops are like, oh, we'll go, we'll go find him. So the cops find him, but then Jason kills everybody at the diner. He kills everybody at the cop station. She somehow gets away. Steven somehow gets away. They arrive at the police. Oh, she, he takes her. I'm sorry. Jason takes her. He doesn't kill her. Takes her back to the Voorhees house. And she learns, or they learn somehow that the only way, maybe Creighton Duke shows up. No, Jason doesn't take her. Uh, The girl finds a note saying, like, I have your baby or something like that. It's from uh, Duke or Creighton Duke. Uh, Okay. And it's at the Voorhees house. Yeah. So she goes back to the Voorhees house. Creighton Duke's there. Steven shows up there. And then Jason shows up. And Creighton Duke is like, you have to stab him with this knife. And it's like this fucking... It's like... It's like... It's very evil dead kind of dagger looking thing. 
yeah, the Kandarian dagger yeah. from Evil Dead, except for it's got like an actual blade. I think the Kandarian dagger doesn't. It has like a sharpened bone or something, right. but it's very much Evil Dead. Jason kills Creighton Duke. Like breaks his back. And then Jason also gets like his neck slit or something, and then out pops Slimeball like Wiggly Jason, who looks like a ghoulie. He did look like a ghoulie or like a Boglin he, or something. Yeah, like a Boglin, and he climbs up the dead mom's vagina. <laughs> right up that coot coot. And then he gets born again, and now he's full size. Now he's Jason. Head Jason. Yeah. And like we see him as Jason. Yep. And he kills. Uh, this is when this he, is kills he kills Duke. Duke. Yeah. And then he goes after um, Jessica. Steven but, intervenes uh, and like tackles him. They have a little fight. And then Jessica, slow motion from behind, comes up and stabs him with the dagger. Right into the and heart. Then, and beams of light shoot out of Jason. Yeah. And she gives him a little Bruce Lee kick, shoving the she dagger all the that way dagger in a little further. And then like these clay hands pop up out of the ground and start dragging Jason down to hell. Yeah. And it grabs then, them too. And they're like, oh no. And they're like, they're kicking away. And then uh, Steven and uh, whatever Jessica. her name is, <laughs> get yeah. away. They get away and they, and Jason gets dragged to hell. Yep. And then Steven and Jessica, I didn't see them carrying the baby. I, I didn't see them grab the baby, but I'm assuming they're carrying the baby. They walk off into the sunset. Everything's happy, just like in the last one. Yep. Everybody we know is dead. In less than 24 hours, our whole world has been... But Jason's in hell, and that's all that matters. And the mask, Jason's mask is just sitting in the dirt. Yeah, and the, the dog comes over and kind of paws at it. I thought that dog was going to piss on it, just like in Nightmare on Elm Street 4. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> But the dog paws at it, and then it runs away, and then all of a sudden, Freddy's fucking glove pops up from the ground and grabs the mask and pulls it under. Oh, it's Kane Hodder with a fucking. It was Kane Hodder. Yeah. yeah. The end. So that's that movie. I know we kind of zipped through that one because we took longer than we wanted to on part eight, but there really wasn't much to that movie. There really isn't. And here's my thing about that movie, my initial impressions. Like I said, the beginning, I'm all about. And then it does go downhill. And it almost turns into like a TV movie. Yeah, it doesn't even feel like a Friday the 13th movie. No, the acting and the writing is very TV movie. Mm -hmm. Does that mean it's bad? Yes. But, well, let me, what's your opinion of this movie? Um, yeah, I think it starts out decent enough. Um, and I do admire that they tried to do something different. So I will give it props for, um, trying to think a little outside the box, but at the same time, and I have, you know, similar criticisms of other movies where you try to change the formula too late in the game. And it's like, if this is going to be the last Friday the 13th, this isn't what people want. Like they want to see Jason Voorhees walking around killing people, not just some random dude who's got the soul of Jason in him. And I think that's the biggest problem with this movie is it just turns into like a quantum leap style slasher movie (laughs) with very little connection to Friday. No Scott Bakula. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. I agree with that assessment. And um, here's my thing about it though. This is not the worst Friday the 13th movie. I've seen this movie a couple of times. I saw it in the theater when it came out. Dang. It was in 3D. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember seeing it in the theater, uh, but uh, I didn't like it. And for years, I, I said, this is the worst movie. And a couple of years ago, you and I watched it at the same time. I texted yeah, each yeah, other while we, we watched like, it. In different houses, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were texting each other uh, while we were watching it. And I remember watching it going, this isn't 
this is a lot. It was a lot of fun because we were texting each other and we kind of making jokes or whatnot. There's a lot to this movie that I'm just like, what? Creighton Duke? Who the fuck is that? Who is this guy? Why do I care about this guy? Right. There's so much backstory that didn't get told. There's so much that they try to cram into the, what did I say, 88 minutes? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a short movie. It's not even an hour and a half long. And they tried to do too much with it, but they did try to do something different. Right. And I will give them credit for that. It's not the worst Friday the 13th movie, David. Yeah, I, I don't think it is either. I think Jason Takes Manhattan is the worst Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, I think that would get my pick as well. I'm going to give Jason Takes Manhattan half a Pamela Voorhees head, and I'm going to give uh, Jason Goes to Hell one Pamela Voorhees head. Okay, and I'm going to give them both one. Um, I think they're very, very close in shittiness, um, but who <laughs> would say... Uh, I think Jason Goes to Hell is the more entertaining of the two. And if I was going to watch one again, uh, it would be it would be that one. Agreed. Okay. So, one for Jason Goes to Hell overall and .75 for Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason Takes Manhattan is just a turd. Yeah, it, it's bad. It. I would not recommend that to anybody. Jason Goes to Hell, I probably wouldn't recommend either. But if someone saw all of the other ones and they're like, okay, which one should I watch? I'd be like, watch Jason Goes to Hell. Because you'll have more fun watching that one. Oh, definitely. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say for Jason Takes Manhattan, there's like a 15 to 20 minute stretch kind of in the middle towards the end. The, like, if Just watch that chunk and then stop because mm-hmm. the ending also sucks. Yes. <laughs> And, and and for Friday Thirteenth or and for Jason uh, goes to hell. I would say the first fifteen minutes are really pretty good. Yeah, it starts off as a banger, and then it just gets shitty, shitty TV movie of the week. It does. So that's it for Friday the Thirteenth movies, and I think like you can go uh, to our website, uh, theswearwolves.com, and we have all of our movie rankings, and you can see which one we are what we've rated all of these now david um i know you're not prepared for this but kind of just off the top of your head and i'll I'll go first i'm gonna i'm gonna rank them okay not including freddy versus jason okay yeah we'll get to that one but i'm gonna say the and and i'm gonna go by the best not not my favorite to watch because my favorite to watch is part three but i'm gonna go out there and say part three is not the best it's just my favorite i have the most fun it's most sentimental to me yeah the best I'm going to go is four. Uh-huh. Then six and two are like neck and neck. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. So four, six, two, three. Mm-hmm. Five. What about the original? Four, six, two, three. Sorry. Four, six, two, three, one. one. Yep. Then the remake. Yes. Then five. Okay. Yep. I would agree. Then seven. Seven. Oh, what about Jason X? Okay, so seven, then Jason X, then Jason goes to hell, then eight. I'm cool with that. Yeah, that sounds about right. So whatever we just said is the official (laughs) (laughs) Swearwolves ranking. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a few kind of jumbled in the middle that you could like, okay, I mean, these are all kind of on the same level, but yeah, I I would agree with that. I think seven and X probably could flip flop. Correct, I would agree. The reason why I like seven, though, is because of Jason. He looks badass. Yeah, and I don't like the way Jason looks in X. I don't either. But X has some good kills. X has some good kills, and it's probably more fun because right. seven sucks. <laughs> um, six and two, I think it depends on... Four, four, two, and six, that that could change, 
actually. Those are all very good. And and even three. You throw three in there. Three is super cheesy, but a lot of fun. A good double feature is three and four. Yeah. Watch those back to back. Those that makes total i know two is actually also happens on that same day but three and four look like they were made by the same filmmaker mm-hmm. and and this at the same time yeah a lot of similarities and and you got cool jasons in both of those so that's it for uh the friday the 13th series if you have any thoughts on friday the 13th you can contact us for the time being uh well you can still always contact I was say, those, us. we're not closing those down yeah, and uh, please feel free to give us a call. No one's going to answer the phone. Yeah, it'll just go to voicemail. So I know uh, we've had a couple of people call us. A couple of people reach out to us via email because they know that we're we're, we're, we're ceasing production for the time being. So if you want to have any thoughts read, if you want to uh, give us any of your thoughts, you should contact us. How should they contact us, David? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, The Slash Rap, TikTok, uh, YouTube, all those channels. Uh, search The Swearwolves. Uh, you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. Uh, Instagram, uh, The Swearwolves Podcast. That's what you want to search. Um, or you can leave us a voicemail, 623-282-1851. So for The Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm going to go take a mango-sized dump on David's chest. Kiki. Mmm. Dude, I didn't tell you a fucking woodpecker pecked a hole all the way through my house, like through the wall. Spying on you? Like taking a dump? <laughs> You're watching me beat off. <laughs> I came home from work and I went in the backyard and there was insulation everywhere. And I was like, what the hell? This woodpecker had been like pecking like pretty relentlessly over the weekend. And I kept like throwing rocks at him, like not at him, but like in his direction to like scare him off. But I saw that he had uh, already put a pretty good chunk like in the side of my house. And I was like, ugh. And then when I got home and I found all the insulation, I looked and I was like, God damn, is that from that hole? And the little fucker poked his head out. He was inside the wall. And I was like, yeah, he did that for sure. Oh, he's probably trying to fucking lay eggs and shit. Probably, yeah. So I got like up there and I, it looks ugly as hell, but it was functional. I cut a a little square piece of plywood and just screwed Mm. that shit in there until I can properly patch it. Yeah. Woodpecker. I don't know anything about a woodpecker other than when I say the name woodpecker, I laugh. Yeah. But (laughs) it is very fun. It's like someone's name is Dick Johnson, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just, I would just, if I knew someone named Richard Johnson, I'd just call him woodpecker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it all works. Woodpecker for short.